Hey there. I just thought I'd mention before we start that this episode does contain swearing. So if you're not interested in that, you can click on another episode. Otherwise, let's go ahead and check this out. All right, so here we are then. And today, I'd like to share with you the conversation topic of the day (laughs) is 35 things I hate. Now, of course, quite obviously, this episode is one of those episodes that gets a little bit close to airing too much personal dirty laundry. Now, of course, if you've listened to me in the past, you know that I'm not exactly particularly shy of airing my own personal dirty laundry, and perhaps this episode, this conversation is not going to be any much worse than anything you've already heard. In fact, when I come to think about it, there's some pretty there's some pretty dirty stuff back there if you've listened to it. So, it shouldn't be a surprise, but it's one of those things, this is one of those things where the idea is, well, take a look at what my approach is and then See how that applies for yourself. This is my experience. How is it for you? And that is the kind of lesson or the kind of vibe of what I want to give off. So, I'm going to read this list, 35 things I hate. And, of course, as should be expected, as is only fair... If I'm going to share these things with you, the things I hate, I think it's only fair that I also share 35 things I love. Because we do want a balanced approach. We do want to see both sides of the equation. And that is exactly the point. That is exactly what we're trying to get at. We find ourselves in these situations... We find ourselves in these sort of moods, whether it's the mood of hate or the mood of love. And I don't know if mood is really the right word. word. Maybe it's a state or an emotion or just a situation. It doesn't really matter what word we use for that. But we find ourselves in these situations and it's real. It's real and we're convinced. We're absolutely convinced That this is how life is. And there's no arguing, there's no reasoning, there's no way of changing it through thinking. There's no real clear action to take. It's just, it, it, it is that way. And yet, once you write these things down... (laughs) and then come back to read them later on, you think, oh my goodness, how could I have thought that? Oh, you poor thing, why were you thinking that? Oh, I see exactly, I see exactly what you needed, and it would have been so easy to fix this up for you. And of course, that's me speaking to myself. That's me assessing my own life, my own situation, my own moods, emotions. This is self-reflection. This is self-knowledge. So, let's go through this list 
of 35 things I hate. And just see which ones resonate for you. Because not all of them will, of course. And just see what sort of what sort of thinking is this? What sort of person would be walking around saying these things to themselves in their head? What quality of psychology is going on? So here we go. It's it's approximately 35 things I hate. I hate his sour face feeling. I hate that I failed my routine after 35 days. I hate being addicted to coffee. I hate watching too much YouTube. I hate that I can't be with I hate that I don't have a girlfriend. I hate that I don't have lots of money. I hate that my music isn't famous or good. I hate that my podcast isn't successful. I hate driving a shitty car. I hate having no friends. I hate being addicted to junk food. I hate the government for this lockdown bullshit. I hate being ugly. I hate not having enough talent to be successful. I hate struggling to do my work. I hate having no ability to concentrate. I hate feeling this strange energy in my body. I hate working on a computer all day. And then the next one's written in bold capital letters. I fucking hate my slow, shitty computer. I hate that I don't have a successful online course or courses. I hate that my face feels bad. I hate that I have all this desire but no way to get what I want. I hate being stuck in this room. I hate that my family members can't get along. I hate my bad eating habits. I hate being so skinny. I hate my broken sunglasses. I hate I can't afford a proper haircut. I hate that I am struggling to write my books. I hate that I don't live up to my higher awareness. I hate when idiots are more successful than me. I hate that I am miserable. I hate that I don't have loads of money. I hate being worthless. So from that, it's sort of <laughs> it's sort of one of those moments where you think, "Oh, someone needs a hug." Right? Someone needs to just sit down, just relax, we can talk through it. Let's go through some of these things, right? But in that situation, there was no one for me to do that. 
There is no way that I could do that for myself. Because of whatever the circumstances are, I believe a lot of this was written, I think probably this was written during a COVID-19 lockdown, which means there was quite a limit in actually meeting with people, which is probably part of the problem. But even in that, you can't think for yourself to actually say, oh, I need to go out and share these things with someone who's going to have the reaction of, oh, looks like someone needs a hug. Because really, the reaction to that sort of stuff, when it's just, when it's just in you and you're just putting it out, you're just putting out negativity. You're just putting out this distastefulness. And people's reactions to distastefulness is not, oh, you need a hug. It's, it's like, oh, what is wrong with you? You're so, you're, I'm getting such bad vibes from you. I don't want to be near you. And it is quite difficult to arrange a situation where it is safe to actually stand up and say, I need to admit what my situation is. I need to admit my hopelessness. I need to admit the the hurt that I'm feeling and the the worthlessness that I'm feeling. Now, some of these things are quite clearly temporary. Right? Some of these things on this list are obviously little moods that are going to change. Things like, well, do you really care if you can't afford a haircut? Like, does it really matter to you to have a haircut? Like, another another funny one that I didn't put on the list is that I hate having hairy legs. <laughs> when you get to that, it's sort of like, come on, man. Does that really matter? I mean, I, I don't like to have hair on my legs. <laughs> That's just how I feel. That's just what I like. Wish I was hairless. All basically from from the from the the nose down. I wish I was hairless. <laughs> but when you say it like that, right? It's it's funny. It's like are you just complaining about things? Are you just being cute? And then other things on this list. When you see them from afar, when you see them from a distance, you see okay. I can understand why you feel that way, but it's not really your authentic, deep, true feeling because your environment is drawing that out from you. Your society, your situation of the city that you live in, the conditions of the people around you, the advertising, big business and corporations and all the rest of it and media companies... All of that, they are drawing this side of you out. You hate that you don't have lots of money. Well, does that really matter to you? Now, of course, it does matter to a certain degree. But how deep do people fall into that trap? I've known people who are quite wealthy, who are still caught up in this thing of making money. That's a whole game unto itself. And do you really care that you don't drive a fancy car? Me, yeah, it would be nice, but 
really, when I think about it, that's that's not so much important to me. What's important to me is consciousness, insight, wisdom, self-knowledge, awareness, perception, sensitivity, feeling good, ecstasy, energy, open-mindedness, compassion, an open heart, right? Like, like, like that list, all of those things just like completely blows out of the water having a good car. Like you, you can be sitting in this mad sports car and be miserable. You can be driving the, the most beautiful sports car and be miserable and feel worthless. Or you can be driving just an average car and be feeling the love, feeling the, the joy, being open to the perception of wherever it is that you're driving. Now, another one is, another big one is, is, is my work validated, right? Being successful or recognized for, for work. Like, why is it that idiots are more successful than me? And in a sense, that is also like the fancy car and the money, right? It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter. Like, if a video has 100 views on it, is that really so different to 100,000 views? Or even one view? Like, one view, 10 views, 100 views, 1,000 views, 100,000 views. And sure, that's nice. That would be nice. I'd love to have a video with 10,000 views, maybe one day. But really, that's just like a little kick. You know, you see the numbers go up on the screen and then then it's done. What's really more important is how do you feel making the work, doing the work, actually standing up here? Like, does it feel alive to you when you're doing it, when you're creating it? And for me, yes, of course, this feels very alive. This feels very immediate for me. This feels like, yeah, I really like, like just before I sat down on this couch and got all my camera set up, I was really keen for it. I was almost in a hurry to set up the camera because I had this idea, right? I had this feeling, you know, th- 35 things I hate. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I got to get this idea out. I got to do this. I'm going to illustrate this. And yeah, I mean, it feels it feels so amazing for me to share these ideas with you. It feels so alive. And yet I know for for even some of my videos, no one has heard them. There are episodes that I have that have zero views. Zero. (laughs) So that's another thing. And of course, that's a very deep thing. A man does want to be validated for his work, for his creations. And it is very hurtful when he feels worthless. When he feels like he's not valued by the people around him. And so much of our society measures value by how much you get paid. That is a very deep thing. It's very tricky. Now, that's a little bit about things I hate. You can get a sense of it, right? As I'm reading through that list, you get get a sense of uh, this person's really stuck in a negative way. Now, let's take a look at 
things I love. This is 35 things I love. So this will be a new list and see what relates to you. See what is standing out for you and just get a sense of what what kind of psychology or perspective would the person have if they've got this in their mind and they're saying these things to themselves. So this is 35 things I love. I love music. I love being naked on the beach. I love it when it rains. I love dark, cloudy days. I love to see colourful flowers. I love to look at the leaves on the trees when the light shines through. I love to lick pussy. I love to have a mad hot fuck. I love to tell stories. I love to talk about ideas and psychology and teach. I love to laugh. I love to have clean, fresh clothes. I love to trip balls. I love that I can trip balls without drugs. I love altered and non-ordinary states of consciousness. I love energy flow. I love being creative, making music, painting, drawing, writing and making films. I love ecstasy. I love to feel strong and powerful. I love to gaze into a woman's eyes and see her soul. I love to travel. I love to dance. I love to eat a chocolate croissant. I love it when I remember my dreams, like I have really graphic dreams. I love to sing kawaii songs with my friends. I love to listen to other languages, or people speaking in other languages, mostly Japanese, Korean, Chinese and Spanish. I love hearing other people speak from the heart. I love listening to someone talk about their pain and how they have overcome adversity and grown from their experience. I love to relate to people on a deeper level. I love the sound of flowing water. I love to be playful and silly and act like a child. I love my friends. I love my family. I love the people that inspire me. Now, from there, you can sort of get into specific people, right? That's that's how I sort of ended the list. But from there, I started to think about this this specific person that I had met, this specific friend. And I think, wow, yeah, I really do love that person. That person is amazing. That person inspires me so much. There's so much that I've learned from them. When I think about them, I'm just filled with joy. I just have this, this feeling of, ah, oh, wow. It's almost like that person is a drug. And I won't name names because 
that's just how it goes. We don't need to get into that. And some of these, right, you'll see they sort of they sort of cross over with the things I hate. Right? Because one of the things on the things I hate was, I hate that I have no friends. And yet here I'm saying, I love to connect with people on a deeper level. So that's that's a kind of contradiction, right? Which one is it, man? <laughs> like, what's going on here? And of course, it is just that we're pointing out the transitory nature of things. The fact that you are so convinced of one situation when it's going to completely change on its head. And another one was the energy flow, right? One of the things I hated was this strange energy feeling. One of the things I love is the energy flow or ecstasy energy flow. Are these two things really so different? Now, you could say they are different because energetic qualities do change and they do have different properties and different effects upon you. And yet, really, just having that awareness, you sort of think, now, really, you should be able to pull yourself out. You should be able to see that difference, right? If, you, if you're smart enough to be aware of energy, then you should be able to see how it flows, And to sort of speak more generally about this difference between love and hate, I think it was sort of was sort of easier for me to write the the hate list, if I remember correctly. It was sort of like if you get into that, you're in that complaining mood, everything sucks. Right? Everything really sucks. It's like ah, I hate this. Ah, I hate this. Ah, I hate that chair. Ah, I hate this door. Ah, I hate this place. I hate this microphone. I hate this microphone stand. I hate everything. <laughs> right? That's that's all it ever ends in. I hate everything. And when it's love, it's sort of like, okay, I gotta I gotta think about this. I gotta sort of say, okay. And in some ways I constructed the love list as as a response to the hate list. So it's always going to be sort of pushed in a certain way. It's like, oh, okay. But it happens the same way, I think. I think if hate is stronger or more sort of action-based, you still end up, when you're in the state, you think, oh, I love that guy. Oh, I love that song. I'm obsessed with that song. I listen to that song over and over. I just love that song. That is an amazing song. And maybe it's just that Love, yeah, I mean, it's not entirely clear to me. Like, when you hate everything, you really hate everything. But when you love, you don't necessarily love everything. Even though, technically, you should be able to be like that, right? You should be able to have love radiate out from you. As a state. And maybe that's the difference in the depth of love or the maturity of love. Maybe that's the difference in really using your own self-knowledge and self-reflection to get to these higher states.
Because it's as if you wouldn't, right? If you look at the difference between these two things, love and hate, as simplistic and as sort of generic as that is, as if you wouldn't choose love. As if you want to be, wouldn't want to be, like in that space more often, right? That's the logical conclusion. How do I, how do I get myself to appreciate the things I love more often? How do I change the things that I hate in my life? Because that's another approach. It's the pragmatic approach, right? As as a psychologist. It's sort of like, well, how do I change my thinking? How do I change my state? How do I meditate to change my mood? That's all good. But there's also this thing of, well, why don't you just say, what can I change about my life? What can I change about the things I hate? And for the things I can't change, well, maybe I should just accept them. And really, the true work is just self-knowledge. And that begins with first admitting your situation, first admitting the things you hate, and then articulating the things you love. really sensing how those feelings are for you. Because when you see the difference between experiences and feelings, you have a choice. You have a choice to let them ebb and flow. And you become something more. You become more aware. This is just awareness. And the alternative is to not learn. You have no choice but to grow in self-knowledge. You have no choice but to grow in awareness. Because if you don't, then you're stuck in hell. You're stuck with the stress. You're stuck with overreacting. You're stuck with thinking the whole world is against you. So... Those are a few thoughts, and what I'd like you to do now is leave me a comment on some of the things you hate and some of the things you love. Just write a short list, some of the things you hate, some of the things you love. And of course, you see, this is always personal, right? I mean, some things on here everyone loves, everyone hates, but a lot of these things are just, they're just personal to my situation. Some things... You just wouldn't care for. It wouldn't even cross your mind to love or hate. So leave me a comment and see how you feel to write them, right? Which one is easier to write? Which one comes more naturally? (laughs) It might be that you find it hard to find things you love, or maybe not. So that's something to chew on. And thanks very much for tuning in, and we'll be back soon with more.